Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Tuesday National College Football Podcast hosted by yours truly, Nicole Auerbach, and I'm thrilled as always to be joined by my friend and colleague from Stadium, Michael Felder. We will break down all of the biggest storylines in college football this week in an hour or less. If you enjoy this podcast, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review The Andy Staples Show and Friends. Five stars, because much like Ari Wasserman's favorite recruits, we're the best, and you should give us those five stars. And happy Thanksgiving week, Felder. I know this is a big one in your kitchen and mine. So are you, first off, how are you? Are you, are you hanging in there? Are you mentally prepared for the cooking that is to come? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the cooking. I am dragging kind of like my, I'm driving my, dragging my happy meal behind all the way down main street to get to the end of the season. But the cooking is, it gave me a, it's a little spike of life because I get some excited, some energy to go through this, to, 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 to finish things off. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to the last week, what, two weeks of the season with, with this week and the championship week. And as far as cooking goes, I mean, right now my house smells amazing. I've got a stock, got stock rolling right now with the smoked turkey. We'll get to that later. But I am, this is literally like, you know, Kanye, Jay-Z, don't let me get in my zone. Don't let me get in my zone. I'm definitely in my zone, so watch out. I'm 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 on one right now. I like that the way that you described kind of like getting a burst of energy for cooking a Thanksgiving yeah. meal, like basically the opposite of like a a turkey nap. You know, yeah. it's like everyone else will crash and you will yes. just be thriving. But I'm gonna I'm thriving. Yeah, but I love that. I love that for you. I love that for me. I'm going to make my second turkey of the season, so I'm excited mm-hmm. about that. Um, and we'll get into all of this later in the show in our Flavor of the Week segment. We talk about mm-hmm. what we're cooking and what teams we like. Um, but let's talk some actual football first. Um, yes. And, you know, coming out of this weekend, three blowout losses for top 10 teams. And so we can officially say that the ACC and the Pac-12 have been eliminated from the college football playoff contention. Mm-hmm. And we can also say that Michigan, Ohio State is going to be for just about everything it could possibly be for. So obviously this is Jim Harbaugh trying to get his first win over the Buckeyes, but winner of this game wins the Big Ten East, goes to the Big Ten title game, and probably makes the playoff. They would need to you know, win the Big Ten championship game. But like, there's sure. basically... Everything you could possibly want out of the game is with the game this week. And I'll be there, so I'm excited about that. But I'm curious your just initial thoughts on, on that matchup. No, don't don't put it on me. I want to hear your thoughts first. I wanna, no, I, I, I want to hear if you've come around at all on Michigan. Why would I have come around? Because they've continued to play well and win play, games. Play, do, what have they done well? Listen, 
Some of us I, would like this game to be a good game. You're going to talk that, me out of that. That's a different question. What have they done well? Okay. So I think that it's been a good Michigan team because they have been balanced. Mm-hmm. They have won have games. They? Yes. Yes. I mean, this is a team. They've, I mean, their yards per attempt is what? Still, it's, still, it's still eight yards per attempt passing. They have won games on Cade McNamara's arm. What, what game have they won on Cade McNamara's arm? Uh, they beat Penn State on Cade McNamara's arm. Aye, aye, aye. They have won games with different <laughs> players stepping up. His 217 passing effort. That's the one they won on his arm. I mean, I'm just saying they've won games different way. <laughs> they have two great pass rushers who are going to yes, absolutely. put pressure on C.J. Stroud, mm-hmm. who has been obviously fantastic this season and yeah. is coming off a historic performance. But yep. he literally said after Michigan State that he was he, his O-line protected him so well that he was just chilling back there. Like, that yeah. will not be happening. For um, sure. I, so, listen, they have, they have I, two guys with 10 sacks. Two guys yeah, with 10 sacks is unbelievable. That's unreal. That's awesome. That's You know who's used to being in this position? Ohio State, yes, right? They usually have the elite pass rusher. They usually yes. have the elite pass rusher or two elite pass rushers. So I agree with that. I think defensively, especially because when you lose that Michigan State game, when they lose that Michigan State game, they realize we have to turn up turn it up even more. Because we have to get to the quarterback because our secondary can't just hang out back there. They're in trouble. And that's the case for everyone in college football. If you, if you let your secondary just hang out back there, with the exception of what, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, you're in trouble. And so for me, yes, I love their pass rush. I love the way they'd get after the passer. Uh, what is it? Is it Ojabo? Yeah, David Ojabo. Ojabo, Hutchinson. I love the way they get after the passer. And I love that part of it. I love that they are gap sound defensively, which is why they are still good against the run as well, Until if, unless you over-leverage them or show them a different picture. But I love that part of it. But at the end of the day, you know what? Let's go. Let's go be, Let's go full-on Beyonce, Queen. Can you keep up? Baby boy, I lose my breath. Like, can they keep up with Ohio State? You have already sang multiple songs, and it's six minutes yeah. into the podcast. I'm really... I'm- you really are in a good mood this week. I'm in a great mood. This is my favorite week of the year. Yeah, I, I can tell. So, okay, so here's here's what's interesting, because I can tell, obviously, you're down on Michigan's offense. I'm not down on it. Well, I'm the same on it as I have okay. been all season. And, th- and that's fine. Because they pretended. They pretended. They pretended to be Western Kentucky for three quarters. And then in the fourth quarter, they were like, oh, no, what do we do? And that's the difference between beating Michigan State, which they did not do, and then Purdue, same situation, same same spot in the game. Purdue's like, you know what? We're just going to throw it. We're going to keep throwing it, and we'll throw it, and then we're going to throw it. And so if that's not part of your identity, I wonder how they keep up, right? Right. But what's interesting to me about this one outside of, you know, there's a million storylines off the field, but mm-hmm. – you know I love games where it's like strength on strength. So sure. I love that we're going to see one of the best offenses in the country, one of the best quarterbacks uh-huh. in the country, 
and the best defense that he will face this year. Yeah. Like that. Sure. So, so, you know, what does that look like? How, how, what is success against this offense, which is, you know, doing different things to etch itself into the history books, right? Like, I don't know, but it doesn't have to be like, we knew last week or had hoped we knew that Michigan State's defense was going to be a problem against yeah. Ohio State, but we well, thought their offense stink. could have kept up a little bit, right? Like, we, we did think that they would score. Right. They didn't do that. Um, but, like, I don't necessarily, like, like, is this game going to be a shootout? It's, I mean, Ohio State is going to play it to be a shootout. Right. And the, the, the issue is not, is it going to be a shootout? It's, can... Michigan stop it from being a shootout. Right. Because if this comes into a shootout, it looks a lot like last week. And they get on top of you and there's nothing you can do about it. It's ground and pound. And I'm not I don't mean ground and pound as in running the football. I mean ground and pound as in like they're gonna keep doing the same thing over and over and over again because you can't get all you can't the, you you can't get up. The way that I've I read two different people writing about Ohio State's offense in the last couple of weeks, they both use the word avalanche. Yes. And I feel like that is yes. the perfect description. Because, yes. And so I will literally, that's what I'm going to use from now on, because it was six for six to open the game against Purdue in touchdowns, seven mm-hmm. for seven against Michigan State, and that's how the game gets out of hand like that. Yeah. I, I, I literally was tweeting it with – 11 minutes to go, I tweeted, I think this is the danger zone for Michigan State. I know it's early, but if they don't score here, they're going to be in trouble. And what do they do? They missed a field goal, right? Yep. Missed field goal, bang, touchdown. Fumble, bang, touchdown. Then it was just Uh more punts. Yeah, it was. Game over. It was. that's, That's the part where, that's the part, I don't know what Michigan has to answer for that. They have to hope that. What do you think? You think Mich- you think Ohio State's not going to come in here aggressive, angry, ready they, to play? They will. They want to score. They want to score hundred points. Yes, this is the his- This is the rivalry where why'd you go for two? Because you couldn't go for three, right? Like, I mean, this right. is. It's not. I don't. I don't even know if it's the rivalry. I just think that this is a team. Yeah, but they're but of all teams, they would want to do this too. They would do it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like but, what they but, did to Michigan State felt like a preview. Yes, and it was basically in a half because yes. they called it off. So yeah, they got some reps for some young guys, <laughs> right? So, so, so here, here, uh, so here's here's one of my questions for you coming off of that game because I think in part two because you know it was almost a shutout, um, it was shutout mm-hmm. for three quarters. So you got to see you know kind of Ohio State firing on all cylinders, like and you know being effective defensively, not giving up thirty something points. Did the, do you believe Ohio State's the second best team in the country? Um, that's a good question. I think that I think that the top three teams in the country are Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State, and I do think that it really depends on what your vice is on how you rank them. I think everybody's decided Georgia's number one because their defense is so suffocating, but also their defense hasn't really played anybody. And they've been – like, here's the reality of it. As a defensive back, you're going to get beat, and you're going to get beat over the top, and they're going to put you in conflict. And 
like even when I was doing my bulletin this week, the cool thing that I really loved about Arkansas had a great game plan coming into the game. And then Alabama was like, oh, they're playing man. Okay, you want to cover us man? Cover us man. You can't run with our guys. And then they flipped everything they were doing and then made Arkansas go back to playing zone. And they're like, oh, you're playing zone? Here are our zone beaters. And then they threw their zone beaters in there, the, the, the touchdown to, to, to Jameson Williams, where you bring in the point man on a bunch, bring the point man in front of the safety, bring the safety down, you get right behind that safety, that's a touchdown. So Alabama, I think, is – I'm not going to say it's called the best team in the country, but I think those are the top three, and then we can talk about everybody else underneath them. I think that's fair. I think it's fair. I think when – We've been thinking about Ohio State and Alabama mm-hmm. in recent weeks and a month ago and all these things. Like, I think you're, you just know that the ceiling is so high for yes. these teams yeah. because of the offenses in particular. And, and, I mean, like, it's insane that Ohio State had three different receivers go over 100 yards, right? Right. But it's, but it's not because we've, each of, we've seen each of them. We've we know how seen, talented they are. But to do it all at the same play. Time incredible in one game against the top ten team. Yes, and we have seen Alabama's had groups of receivers like this. Like it's yes, they do reflect, and obviously the Jameson the connection there too. But like you know, sure. you, you have there, there's so much that's happening in parallel that like it's almost fitting that the Heisman race, which again is has been so wide open mm-hmm. that you, it feels like now okay, shocker, the quarterbacks at you know Alabama and and, and Ohio State are the front runners right. now. But it's almost like they're they've been having like kind of parallel seasons a little bit, mm-hmm. and they put up, almost, they've actually put up almost the exact same stats on the season. Yeah. The two of them have combined for eight interceptions, all season. All, yeah, and they throw so much, they have the exact same completion percentage. Like it's it's actually crazy. But sometimes some of that gets taken for granted because we know how much talent is around them. Like this was part of the thing about Mac Jones, right? People are like. Should you vote for him for Heisman if he's not the best, the most talented player on his own offense? All of those things. But I think finally, you know, again, it's November and we, you know, get to this point and we, we've watched these teams grow. But finally, the quarterbacks are getting the respect right. and the attention that they deserve, I think. Yeah. Ohio State has eliminated K-9 as in as he's, they've eliminated. They, they've pushed him out of the way. And so what we have is Stroud. We have obviously Bryce Young, and here's the thing. And this is this is you mentioned Mac Jones, and I think the big thing for me is the difference between these guys and Mac Jones is whenever they want to pull the ace, they can pull it. They don't want to pull it, and C.J. Stroud was explicit about not wanting to pull it. Right? If I wanted to run, I'd play running back. If I wanted to, like, he doesn't want to run, which I think goes into bigger issues with respect to quarterbacks of color and not wanting to be viewed as a runner versus being viewed as a guy who can throw the ball. So him and Bryce Young are proving they can throw the ball and we can throw it from the pocket and we can stay in the pocket. But when they get on the hop, if they want to get on the hop, that adds an extra element to this football game. And I think that's another part of this where I just don't, that's the thing that Kay McNamara is not going to do, right? He can't bring that to you. But Okay. So, but your point, about Stroud is that he he doesn't want to. He's running because he doesn't want to, not because he can't. Right, but he still it's still like this was part of the issue when everyone was acting like the the sky was falling after the Oregon game. Mm-hmm. Was 
in that offense, in Ryan Day's offense, isn't it significantly better and kind of it's more optimal version with a you know a runner at quarterback? Like obviously you Which, want someone who can throw the ball and all the deep vertical stuff, but to be a running threat on every play. So what they're doing, so what they're doing is really cool. They're using him in a roll. Half roll, short roll, sprint roll, sprint out, excuse me. They're using him in those scenarios to create the illusion of a run and force people to have to pay attention. And I think this is something, let's just put, I'll put it on wax right now. I think that CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, when they get into crunch time, are going to run the football. They are going to run, they're going to eat up grass that teams leave wide open. And I think that's going to be the difference between which one of these two teams wins the national championship. It's going to be very interesting. It's going to be critical to watch. But absolutely, and the thing with Ohio State is it won't probably happen until the playoff. With Alabama, it's probably going to happen in the SEC championship game. But the quarterback run will be used because you have to put defenders in conflict. You have to put them in no-win situations. And for now, you can win without it. But when you play Georgia, you're going to have to do it. Whichever one of these teams plays Georgia, and Alabama is going to play them first, obviously, there will be quarterback run involved. And they will force quarterback run because if you don't, the two things I think that when you play Georgia, the two things, like watching them, studying them. I've watched, uh, I've watched Georgia play a lot. And I've rewatched and then watched again and then rewatched and gone back through and the Tennessee game, I think, I find to be the most intriguing of all the games. But you have to make them tired. You have to not let them sub. And quarterback run, this goes back to 2009 SEC championship game where Greg McElroy somehow became a spread quarterback that could run. I do, I, there's no doubt in my mind that Nick Saban's going to push that issue because he wants to put players in conflict. And after what, Johnny Manziel, Deshaun Watson, even, um, not Chip Kelly, Chad Kelly, what Chad Kelly did to him, Steven Garcia even, he's like, this is the way that I can beat this, these guys. And I think Ohio State's going to replicate that model if that's who they end up facing when it's a one and a four matchup with Georgia versus um, Ohio State or what, what have you. Or so, if it's the title game or something, yeah. Or the, or the Right, or yeah. the title game. But yeah, so I think that's important. I also think that it's, I think it, honestly, like it's, it's the fact that Stroud can run, but he's like, I'm not running. That kind of speaks to the where we are in this sport, right? Where, like, it's one thing for Josh Allen to run for 500 yards in a season, and then if he does it, it's fine. If Taysom Hill does it or if um, Zach Wilson does it, it's okay. And then when Deshaun Watson does it, people are like, well, oh, can he really throw or people saying Dwayne Haskins is a runner? So I think there's a lot of extra layers to it. I don't want to belabor this point, but I do recognize where he's coming from. And I see that he wants to prove to folks that he can be a pocket passer. And he's a really good pocket he's passer. He's an incredible and pocket passer. The way that he, I love his, and I don't want to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut it short. Somebody said I was too long winded on this show. And I was like, I'm trying, listen, this is the ha, way have they Have they met you? No, you can yeah, be- I, very long-winded on on like multiple top very specific but multiple topics yes i am <laughs> i'm incredibly focused and nuanced and but if you watch 
C.J. Stroud, and you watch when the ball snapped, that's a boom. Then go ba, 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 three-step. And it's not always a three-step because it's coming from shotgun. So it's the ball snap, and he it's him catching the ball. He flips the ball. He gets the ball. That's ba, ba, ba. And then he goes ba, 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 boom. And he goes through one, two, three, hit. One, two, three, hit. One, two, hit. One, two, hit. One, hit. If his first read's open, he hits it immediately. If his second read is open, boom, boom. Uh, ba, ba, boom to the three. Ba, boom. Ba, 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 check down. Ba, 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 boom. The over route. He does all these things, and I think it's really cool to watch. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is not a, just in a, a Michigan-Ohio State show, so... Do you want to let's speak of speaking of OSU? There's another one. There's another one. And this is actually like I want to get your thoughts on some of the other rivalry games that you always look forward to, but specifically look forward to Mm -hmm. this year. Because Bedlam, I've never covered Bedlam, but Mm -hmm. it's on the list. It's something I've always wanted to do. I understand how important it is to people. Because I I love I love the in-state stuff. I love the the, where you live this every day of the year yeah but this year's bedlam is is super fascinating to me and it has playoff implications because a one loss big 12 big 12 champ i think is is for sure in the running if it's Mm -hmm. oklahoma state like they're for sure in the playoff um now this is going to be interesting you know with mike gundy and his track record against ou but also we've and we've been talking about this on this show this is an oklahoma state team that wins with its defense yeah and we have, obviously, Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley, known for their offense. It's just a fascinating matchup. And, and actually, Oklahoma State is favored. So I'm, I am really excited for this one. I've been looking forward to this for weeks. Um, Oklahoma State has already clinched a spot in the Big 12 championship game, by the way. So it'll either be Oklahoma or Baylor, I think, are the only teams in the running for that. But, yeah, that, that game, I think, is going to be – Potentially one of the best games the whole weekend too. Yeah, it's 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 Oklahoma's it's Oklahoma 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 State Baylor and I I'm I'm not going to pretend like I know what the tiebreaker is between Baylor Oklahoma whole deal. I think Baylor probably owns the tiebreaker because they beat Oklahoma if I'm not mistaken. Baylor beat Oklahoma. Is yes. that real? Yes. So they probably own so, that tiebreaker. Yeah. As long I as think, they win this weekend. Yes. I think it. I think it's either Oklahoma or Baylor. Yeah. So but tweet us if we're wrong. We might be wrong. Yeah. Let me. I don't know. I. I. I have not. Do, I did not do a deep dive into tiebreakers, and we have seven and one, seven and one, six and two, and so one, two of those three teams are going. I think that Baylor has the tiebreaker over Oklahoma. I don't think they have it over Oklahoma State. No, Oklahoma. Not. Oklahoma State's for sure in it, and then if Oklahoma wins, it would be a rematch. And then Oklahoma loses. I believe it's Baylor. There we go. And Oklahoma State and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State beat Baylor. So yes, there we go. Okay, there got we go. It solved. There we go. 
don't bother us about it. Um, here's the thing. For me, have you seen the numbers on, like, Spencer Rattler is still their leading passer. Spencer Rattler still completes 75% of his passes. Caleb Williams is at 65. Remember when people put Caleb Williams on, like, Heisman yeah. odds lists after one and start? Yes. And it's fifth it's fifteen to four. Fifteen to four his touchdown to interception ratio. That's very good versus eleven to five. And we did this show and we said it's different, it's not better. It's just it's different. The problem is the different is starting to catch up. Dave Aranda, we all widely consider to be a very smart defensive guy. Iowa State plays a remarkably complex defense. If you walk out of a game and your quarterback is 8 of 18 for 87 yards, are you walking out happy? Oh, is that – do you want me to actually answer that? Yeah, go ahead. Tell oh, if, no. If eight, right. 8 of 18 for 87 yards. It's kind of a – it's like one. a Graham Mertz stat line. Yeah. It's so, not what you want out of an Oklahoma quarterback. So that was the Iowa State game, and what we're seeing is – and it's crazy. There's a two-play sequence, and I wrote it down. It's second quarter, 14-32, where they show a little bit of a blitz, and then they bail out, and they get penetration. It's almost an interception. They flush him out of the pocket. It's almost an interception, but that leads to a third down. And third down, they run a screen, and on the screen, Iowa State is pointing at where the ball's going to go, and then they have nine guys fast-flowing to the football before he ever throws it. And it's it speaks to the predictability. And it speaks to something that we brought up before where Caleb Williams can look great, as good as he wants against Texas Tech. But, man, these teams that have time, they got time and they got a reason, it's going to be rough. And I think Oklahoma State fits into that mix as well because – they will line up in Oklahoma State. Oh, by God. Mm. Magnifique what you're doing. The way that Oklahoma State has, they've shown, and, and I think Jim Knowles should probably be the Broyles Award winner. Um, the way that they've shown starts out over the course of the season. The evolution of defense is something that I love to track. And so over the course of the season, you look at them in the Texas game, and they're playing 11 guys within five yards of the line of scrimmage. You look at them last week, they're playing – they only got four guys, five guys within within five yards of the line of scrimmage. They're playing man from 10 yards off, just waiting, sitting, ready to go. And then they flip it to zone, and the quarterback doesn't know what to do. And I think that level of confusion – I don't know if they did this specific – because there's no way they did this specifically to screw Oklahoma – and to make sure they're ready for Oklahoma, but certainly that's got to be on their minds, the idea of let's build this complex defensive system where we don't show anybody the same thing all the time, and then we can create chaos and make big plays. But I love what they're doing because they have this, they have the confidence and the ability to play press man across the board. And then they can also play off man and not get caught up. What they do is they, when they play that off man, they don't get caught up in those scissors routes. 
They don't get caught up in those pick plays. And then they run to the stick or they run to the pylon and then they run to the middle and they have linebackers springing out. So this is a real big challenge for Caleb Williams. Let's see if he rises to it. So before we get out of rivalry weekend to dive into our uh, flavor of the week, let let's let's touch on some of the others. I mean, you, you've talked a little bit about some of the rivalries you grew up around mm-hmm. um, and, and certain ones that are memorable to you. What is like when you when you're looking at this weekend, even if the teams are bad or one of them's having a, an off season, like what do you what do you owe, like what's appointment TV? Well, I mean, I, I you know, I got to pay attention to NC State UNC, of course. I, I've been getting emails from the Letterman and Alumni Association. I got to pay attention to that one. So that one's on the list. Uh, I don't know what we call Oregon and Oregon State anymore, but this did, one did, is, did they officially? So it's not the Civil War. We officially got rid of that I, one. I that's think. why I said I don't know. So, okay. The former, the former Civil that War. One, the artist formerly known as, and <laughs> I'm interested in that one because. You had so much on your racket, and now you don't. And I want to see how Oregon responds. I think that's very important. And you throw in, I mean, what's it going to be like? Two, two, what is it? Two lame duck coaches at Washington, Washington State, the yep. Apple Cup. Yep, interim, so, interim cup. Let's see how. Yeah, yeah, that's great call. Interim cup, <laughs> interim cup. Yeah, <laughs> Sounds I like some sort of a, like a pregnancy devin, uh, prevention device. <laughs> Um, I, I always like the egg bowl. Um, I have not covered mm-hmm. one of those, not, did not grow up in Mississippi, but I feel like it, the hatred and like, it all comes through, it all comes through. And we also have like the two most online coaches in this one. So there's always a yeah, chance for it, something crazy. It feels weird because of both of these coaches, but yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, I mean, obviously, Iron Bowl. That's been a point of viewing for a long time. Yeah. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. I dated a girl that went to Boston University, and they kept talking to me about Red Sox, Yankees, Red Sox, Yankees, Red Sox, Yankees. And I was like, they play 19 times. This used like, to be me growing up. A Yankees 19 fan. Ti- 19 times they play. It's this not game? A, not a special. This game, you get one. You get one. And then you got to go work at the grocery store or the power plant or at the school. You got And that's it. This is all you have. One time. One time. And that one time could be the kick six. Or the one time could be Cam Newton coming back from, from beyond to make it happen. It's once. One time. All year. Once. Yes. Auburn Jesus. Always makes an appearance. Something crazy always happens to that. Like I, I love that. I, lo- but again, I, lo- I'm, I'm just a sucker for a lot of these in-state. Like Virginia, Virginia Tech. I love that one. Commonwealth love, Cup. Let's love go. the Commonwealth Cup. Love when Virginia broke through a couple years ago. I mean, there, there's a ton. This is, this is always the best weekend in, in college sure. football. Well, and I'll ask you this: Florida, Florida State, a game that we have not discussed, a game that no one, when I was doing radio today, nobody asked me about. Florida, Florida State. Dan Mullen's gone. Norvell, a win for Norvell feels like it's going to be like a really good thing. He's going to be like, yeah, look at us. Bowl, that would be bowl eligibility. Yeah. Somehow. Look at us. Yeah. No. Bowl. We fixed it. If Florida State has been a sneaky, decent team mm-hmm. for a while now. People have not realized. And if they go bowling, 
I mean, that's a significant step forward for a program that's been floundering for a few years. Mm -hmm. um, and now, yes, interim coach, Florida is a mess. The time is ripe. So, yes, that is that is a game that people are not paying attention to. Kind of honestly like Florida State-Miami a couple weeks ago, which ended up being a good game. Like, I thought it was compelling, entertaining, and yeah. the very evenly matched teams – um, but you know, I, I just think there's so many programs in the state of Florida that are just like flailing about right now. Does Diaz um, keep his job? If they, if what? Just, I mean, it, he his his boss just got fired. Yeah, I know. So That's that certainly a... seems like a no. <laughs> that certainly seems like a we're worried you may not make the change no. that we want you to make. So we're overruling that and making sure that someone will be in place to do that. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I listen. We're already like at a record level of of early season uh, coaching changes, and I I think we still got a few. I mean, the fact that you've got people doing it with like one or two games left because they think that there's an edge there or something is is still remarkable to me. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think that's one of them. But again, so like you have these games as you look at them down the stretch, and and the ones where you know players feel like they're playing for their coach's job or something. I mean, doesn't that's does a lot. Th that's a heavy, that's a heavy cross to carry. But like, I mean, you know, it's Miami's going to play Duke, right? They can think that they could do this, yeah. you know, for him. And so I, I don't know. And then the case, if you're, if you're Manny Diaz is like, these are my young guys, this is the future. So anyway, yeah. that's a, that's an entirely separate conversation. We got plenty of time to get to coaching changes and, and whatnot okay. throughout the, uh, throughout this cycle. Let's get to our flavor of the week, because as we teased earlier in the show, I mean, it's Thanksgiving week. Like, this is the ultimate flavor of the week, which is where we talk about something yeah. we're cooking. Yeah, and her then a boyfriend, team he don't know anything about her. Are you just trying to sing more? He's two stoned, Nintendo. She's just the flavor of the week. It's actually a great song, to be fair. I, oh, I love that song. Are you kidding great me? Great song. Still a jam. Still a jam. All right. It's let's a bop. As let's, the kids would say. Let's hear. All right. Let's hear what you got going for this Felder Feast. I've got stock going like right now. Okay. Like I got stock going. Stock. Stock is the offensive line of Thanksgiving. Stock is what you need. And stock doesn't just pop up overnight. Stock doesn't show up on campus like uh, Rondell Moore and just take over immediately like you can just give him the ball and he goes stocks not justin ross stock is creed humphrey nobody really talks about him a ton but he's right there in the middle he's navigating everything stock goes into everything for thanksgiving it's full and it's it's good and it's it's hearty and hearty you know what i'm saying i get it's beautiful you, so you've been – this has been like a multi-week effort to, to get people on the, the stock train here. Um, list off, how, like, what things you're going to put it in. So I started two weeks ago when I smoked the turkey. Yes. Smoked the turkey, ate the turkey, had the turkey. Fantastic. You grab that carcass. That carcass, throw it in the freezer. Now today, on, on the Monday as we record, Tuesday when this comes out, that carcass goes into the pot. Onions, roasted garlic, not just regular garlic, roasted garlic, garlic that's roasting. You get that stuff in there. 
I threw a little bit of cranberries. We got celery. We got carrots. We got jalapeno. We got rose. We got, and by the way, for those of you, when you're doing your stock, I love to use cheesecloth. Cheesecloth, rosemary, oregano. I throw in some basil. I'm putting some bay leaf in there. And then I use the butt of the knife to bruise it up. And let's go to work. I can smell this through. It smells amazing. Through my computer screen. Yeah, I love it. And stock for me, and this, I want to make sure I get the sentence right, because I did write this. It fills up my home. The smell is just like, the aromatic, the smell is so amazing. And it goes in almost every single dish. I'm going to put some stock in those greens. I'm going to put some stock in the mashed potatoes. Obviously, I'm going to use that stock to make some gravy. 100%. We're using stock for gravy. You go with a little bit of giblets, a little bit of flour, a little bit of grease from the turkey fryer, a little bit of that. Use your stock. We're good to go. And it fills everything up. And that's the same way that I'm excited for Saban to fill up my football mind for all the awesome things that he does. He had a moment against Arkansas, and there's no panic in him. He doesn't panic. He sees how things are going awry, and then he fixes it. And if your stock feels like it might be a little bit off, you fix it. You don't panic. Do we got cloves? Absolutely. Do we got allspice? 100%. But did I, did I forget that I do not have, um, I don't have a, I don't have a star anise? Don't have it. Guess what? We adapt. We adjust. We survive. And Saban does that. He did it against Arkansas. I'm excited to see what he does against Auburn. This is a guy who has a game plan, and the game plan is critical. And it's fine if you buy your stock from the store. It didn't, but it's not. I mean, we can. You can. It's fine. It's fine. Some people don't have the time. But guess what? I think I might be the Nick Saban of Thanksgiving. Wow. And. I have the time. I make adjustments. You just called yourself the Nick Saban of Thanksgiving. I'm here for it. Let's go. Wow. That's a lot to live up to. Hope you don't uh, make any mistakes on Thursday. We'll see. Listen, how how good do you want to be today? Or <laughs> in the world? Trust the process. Know, yeah. Trust. trust. Trust the process and how good do you want to be today? We got a new kitchen installed and my wife is very worried that I... Um, my Thanksgiving order sheet, like my Thanksgiving sheet is going to be like, she's like, when we show people the kitchen, they're, your, your whole like itinerary for Thanksgiving. The is process like, that you're trusting. To trusting be, the process yeah. though. I was like, do you want to eat it or not? All right. I well, I want to eat it. Well, all right. I, I, would, I would like to hear more about how the next Saban of, of Thanksgiving goes after we after we get to this. What do um, you got? All right. So mine is I'm going a little bit outside of the Thanksgiving. We talked about, you know, the ultimate side dish last week, corn souffle, which um, if anyone wants, mm-hmm. I am happy to share that recipe on Twitter. It is incredibly easy and delicious. But I Time always. Out. That's interesting. You share you share your family recipes. I would share that one. I've gotten, asked, I've gotten asked for that and my grandma's pepperoni bread recipe so much. Mm-hmm. And my mom also always has, and she gives them out. So okay, that's, I, come, I come from a family that we don't... Ever? We don't, we don't share, right mm. now. And if you do, you leave out some stuff or some steps. Okay, I respect that. 
Like that's like my my mom, literally like hour back. Not even joking. My mom will lie to me about what's in a thing, and so the only way you can learn how to make it is being in there and watching and helping. I respect this because if you're not in there and helping, you don't deserve that recipe. I respect it. That's not how my family operates, but I do respect that. And oh, I'm I not kind saying of... it's. I'm not saying it's right. No, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm contemplating thinking about it myself. Just in general now. Like, maybe that's how I should work. Leave out one ingredient. See what happens. It reminds me of the Friends episode where it's, like, they're trying to f- come up with ultimately, like, the Nestle Toll House, like, cookies, co- mm-hmm. uh, chocolate chip cookie recipe. And it's like, oh, trying to figure out that one missing ingredient. And turns out it was just the package. Anyway, so <laughs> I will share the corn souffle recipe as I shared with a friend since Friendsgiving because it was such a hit. Um, but I made something that was very unique last weekend i made lemony shrimp and beef and bean sorry lemony shrimp and bean stew love it and this was a new york times cooking app recipe which that thing Mm -hmm. is amazing pays for itself and i don't think i would have ever come up with the combination of ingredients for something like that unless the app told me to do it and it worked and it was really really good And I'm still processing that it was like lemon, shrimp, and beans. And it was just these flavors that I would not have ever put together. And that reminds me of Oklahoma State. Because I'm still processing what it means for them to have an elite defense and to think about them that way. And for that to be such an important ingredient in what they Mm -hmm. are building. Again, it works. Like the end product. Like we're we're talking about like Jim Knowles should win the Broyles Award as nation's top assistant. Like it, it works. But it's not something like I'm still I have to remind myself that it's it's part of this recipe. Um, and so so that's what they remind me of. Just unusual combination for them. But it totally works. And as a quick aside, um, the opposite of this recipe. So like still a flavor of the week because they're playing well and they deserve it. But the opposite of this recipe, which is like ingredients that I'm not used to thinking about together, working together mm-hmm. is Wisconsin because yes. Braylon Allen is that, you know, great running back and typically great defense that they always have. Like they are exactly as their recipe tells you to go. And they have like kind of. Yeah. What did it take half a season to find him? Well, yeah, he's at 700 yard games now in a row. But yeah, like whatever issues they had early with the blocking and the run game and all the different things. Four took him took him four games, not seven. That's my bad. Well, he's been good the last seven. Yes, but. Yeah, so anyway, the, he personally can get a Flavor of the Week shout-out for being the opposite of my yeah. my my stew thing. So, um, But, yeah, I am excited to hear the debrief from Thanksgiving, and I will have some, too, because I basically took over – I would say I took over the turkey last year for my mom and a mm-hmm. couple of the major sides. So my role has uh, increased at the big family Thanksgiving. And we always make it for, like, 30-something people. So Good. So, You're being an adult. I love this. I love you. it. Yes, You're being and- an adult. I'm tired. I'm tired of. I'm tired of talking to my 35 year old friends and them being like, "When I go home, I just get cozy in my bedroom, and then my mom <laughs> makes a turkey, and then we have dinner." I'm tired of it. Yes, that does not happen at our place anymore. Um, and on that note, as an adult, um, we can drink alcohol, and we can have last calls, and we can cheers, and we can rant, and we can do whatever we actually want. And I will go first. Yes. Um, because I have a story out on The Athletic that anyone can find. Mm-hmm. 
And it is about Maction. Theathletic.com slash Nicole. Make sure you subscribe. Yes, there there, there you go. Um, it's about Maction. I went to my first Maction game last week. I went to Muncie, Indiana. And I embedded with the officiating crew for two days. And, like, also mm. pre-game, uh, like, before the trip, Zoom meeting. And, you know, just shadowed them, learned all about it. Went to meetings, went to meals, all of these different things with the crew that worked the Central Michigan Ball State game. And I wrote about it. It's just this behind the scenes thing and just nice. some macro level, um, you know, information about officiating, the pipelines, how they find people, what evaluation there is, because obviously a lot of it's not public. So a lot of people are like, oh, there's no accountability in this. Learned about all of the regular jobs that these people have in addition yeah. to officiating. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the guys on the crew works for Wegmans, which I was like, dream, dream yeah. job. Like, first of all, um, he said, he was like, yeah, you know, I tell people I do these two things, right? That I'm an official and I, I work for Wegmans. He's like, I'm not sure which one people have more questions about. I was like, yes, East Coast it. Wegmans. What did you band. ask him about Wegmans? Well, I just told him that it was my favorite and huh. that. What you, you got to get in there? I didn't. What, like I, I was, I was on the. I was just so like I was, I was just, I, I was speechless. I, I never yeah, worked. I, I never it. met somebody who who you know works <laughs> works for Wegmans before. I love it. So anyway, so my my shout out is just to the Mac. I think you know, Maction is an incredible concept. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's made for TV. There's not always a ton of people that go to these games in November in the cold on a Tuesday or on a Wednesday. It's always weird. There's always crazy plays. This year in particular, mm-hmm. all the games have been so close. It's been a ton of, yep. like, one-possession games. Um, thank you to the Mac for, like, letting me do this story. Not a lot of people would let someone spend that much time with an officiating crew. But also, just shout-out to Maction. Like, it, it was it was everything that I hoped it would be. People there are so into it. And it was rainy and foggy and cold. And, like, the night before, there was this guy that I met at, like, this super, super divey bar. And he was just so excited. He was watching Eastern Michigan and the gray field. And he, you know, yes. he was looking for someone Oof. to talk to about it. So he realized that like, you know, was in town for the game, whatever. And starts talking to, to me and, uh, and the person I'm with. And the, you know, he just was so excited. He was going for his birthday the next day and had, you know, the last time he went and his friend's son was an offensive lineman. And it was just like, so small town and, yeah. Like, it was just awesome. It was just awesome. So my last call is to the Mac. I already have a flag. They don't need, you guys don't need to send me another pirate flag because I love it. But they know who they are. They embrace the, two, the, the midweek games. And they do them up. They do them well. And it was fun. And also, shout out to officials. That job is a lot harder than people realize. I would never want to do it. The only feedback they ever get is negative, And that takes a very specific kind of person. So cheers yeah. to you as well. I'm going to say this. I, I am upset about the Maxion um, pirate flag. The only pirates we acknowledge are ECU. You know what I'm saying? The Jolly Roger. You fly the flag. No quarter, baby. <laughs> so I'll get to my last call. And I, my, both of my parents went to ECU. So I got I to rep. Uh, fair. Very fair. I got Listen, I got I got to rep Dowdy Ficklin. Um, mine... Look, shoot or shoot, and your boy's a shooter. I told you earlier, I'm the Nick Saban of Thanksgiving. 22 years under my belt. Don't need your advice about anything. 
I need, if you have a suggestion or a, some sort of like a hack, I'll take it. Might not use it. I'll listen to it. But if I've had too many people try to come at me with advice on what I should be doing and it's, listen, I get it. You're 34 and you got a kid and you think that now you know what Thanksgiving's about. But let me tell you something. I've been, I've been frying turkey since I was 15, my man. You can't come for the crown. Your boy is good at this. This is what I do. I do Thanksgiving. I fry turkeys year round. I fry birds summertime, springtime, winter. I'm frying turkeys. We're frying birds. I probably fried 150 turkeys in my entire life. Let's go. This isn't a once a year affair. I get down with it. So the rant for me is just like, shoot or shoot. Like, are you gonna call? Are you gonna talk to Steph Curry about his three point form? No. Why? Because he's got more reps, more practice, and he's better at it than you are. I'm I'm Steph Curry of Thanksgiving. Stop. I'm, I can't. I can't stop. stop. I, I can't stop, I actually, and I won't stop. I actually was not sure you were gonna call this a rant and just like give this to yourself and just like <laughs> you're just gonna like celebrate yourself here in this last call I, i'm just, just saying basically turned into anyway if you weren't with me shooting in the gym partner what you doing like what are you gonna do you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna tell kobe about working hard are you gonna call yourself the kobe of thanksgiving next i'm not gonna call myself kobe rip respect but i am gonna say Listen, I might listen. If I'm the Nick Saban, I might as well be the Michael Jordan. Let's go. Okay. All right. On that note, we have to wrap up here. You need to stop comparing yourself to all time greats in every single sport. Thank what you. If I'm the all, what if I'm the all time great nope. of Thanksgiving? We're nope. We're done. We're done. I'm gonna mute. I'm gonna mute your mic here. You cannot call yourself a goat. That's not how this works. That will do it. For this week's Power Hour, if you are not already an athletic subscriber, you can sign up at theathletic.com slash Nicole for a very special deal. There will be one true pod on this feed later this week with Max Olson, Jason Kersey, Sam Kahn, Andy Staples, Ari Wasserman. They'll be back later in the week as usual. The Nick Saban of Thanksgiving and I will be back next Tuesday for the next episode of Power Hour. Thank you so much for listening and happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.